0: Ah, grateful, deeply grateful and thankful to join together in the heart, in the heart of God, in the mind of God. So grateful to open our hearts and minds, our very life and being to the power and the presence of love active in our awareness. So grateful and so thankful to consciously say yes to our healing. We're joining together for the purpose of magnifying our yes, amplifying our willingness by joining together, opening our hearts so fully and so completely to the fullness of love. So grateful, so thankful to join together and to attune to the highest possibilities of love. So grateful to be in this divine partnership with the I Am Presence, the Higher Holy Spirit Self. So grateful that our healing is happening, our awakening is happening, our ascension is happening, and we are welcoming it so fully and completely this day and every day. We share the benefits of our group healing with everyone because we are one with them, and we are grateful to allow it to be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes. Well, uh before we dive in, does anyone have any uh, breakthroughs, insights, ahas, or challenges that they would like to share first. Linda.
1: So I'm, um, I'm having a challenge with fear and anxiety I'm kind of
2: overwhelmed
1: right now. Aww. Um, I had a spiritual conflict session yesterday and I've done two forgiveness letters and I've been checking out page 17, the freak out and meltdown page for the past few days and I can't seem to shake it at the moment so it's been um intense for the last couple of days Aww. so there's just all all of this fear around um um the things coming up with Rudy's health, I can see him feeling um, stressed out about all the medical procedures and um, trying to catch up on work. And um, he had a little fender bender in the parking garage where he works on Tuesday. And so now we have that to deal with. We are going to be switching my mom's caregiver after the first of the year to someone that was um, visiting her weekly before her uh, last little uh, episode where she was in the hospital and the dementia seemed to be, and um, she's concerned because she has no memory at all of Carrie coming to visit her. And so she's feeling like it's going to be a stranger all over again. She's really worried about having a new caretaker and having to get to know her all over again. So I'm, I'm trying to honor these feelings and express them in healthy ways. And it leave me sometimes feeling like like I'm a fake spiritual student <laughs> you know that's not true but um, that's what comes up occasionally for me you know when I'm, I'm facilitating these groups and and I'm meeting with people to answer their questions and do sessions with them and inside I'm feeling like, like it's just all too much.
0: Yeah.
1: So I just, I really could use your prayers and support.
0: Yes. Yeah, Yeah, that's a lot for you all at once. That's a big load.
1: Yeah, my first forgiveness letter was a
0: <laughs>
1: forgiveness letter for being off at God for giving all of this to me at one time yeah so
0: yeah
1: I'm trying to accept it <laughs> um I'm not always feeling very accepting about it, about it all but I'm willing to be willing
0: yeah You know, we don't have to talk about it uh, in the group if you don't wish to, and we can talk about it later, Linda, if you would like um, to talk with me one-on-one, but if you feel like you'd like to, and really just say no if you don't, um, what do you feel is the... Hardest part of it all.
1: Um, taking time for myself. Um, because I have, um, you know, over the last few days, I've had a lot of calls into doctors' offices, insurance companies, and uh, mm-hmm. The people that are fixing Rudy's truck and um, insurance companies, both for the car and for the medical stuff, both for Rudy and mom and um, doctor's appointments for both Rudy and mom. And I will um, be trying to set aside time for meditation or prayer or to focus on, um, any of the other spiritual tools that I'm using to deal with this. And, um, I guess I'm not feeling like I can shut my phone off because I'm waiting for all these people to call me back.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: And so it gets interrupted. And then I get aggravated and frustrated about it, Um, even though I knew these people were going to call me back. It's like, you know, why now? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So really wishing it was different. Yeah. I think that's the biggest challenge.
0: Understandable. Well, uh, I, I can feel why Spirit had me ask that question because I can feel that the answer will benefit us all. And um, so some things that we can do that actually help with exactly what you're talking about, Linda, and that really work are, uh, and they're simple to do and easy to remember, at um in the moment to get a refreshment from one of the rays so you can just take that breath and um you can call upon the angels of a particular ray um i I often will call the Archangel of the Ray just because I know them all. Um, and so, you know, I'll say, let's say, you know, um, so for the Purity Ray, that's Gabriel, to say Archangel Gabriel and all the angels and masters of the Purity Ray, I'm calling for a refreshment right here and right now. And I just see that, white ray move through and like push everything down like a squeegee and just breathe in that for a moment and for me one of the archangels that helped me i remember calling upon her maybe around the time when my mom was so challenging with my parents, Archangel Jophiel, who works with the Wisdom Ray, the Illumination Ray, the Yellow Ray. Mm-hmm. And um, she's really good at helping when we're in emotional overwhelm. So you can just say, Jophiel, I'm calling for the Wisdom Ray now. And just see that yellow ray, that sunshine yellow ray just moving right through like just see it like squeegeeing every gray thought, residue, toxicity, squeegeeing it right out. See, and we can do that literally in 30 seconds, you know? You can do it when you're on hold with the insurance company. And um, before each call, you can just before you pick up that phone. You just you can say a you know thirty second prayer, and you can call the angels and send the angels ahead of you. Angels, go ahead of me. Please find the person that can help me with the most ease and the most grace, love and kindness, speed and effectiveness, excellence and and joy, and let me amplify that. We'll amplify it together. The call is a blessing to both of us and everything is working perfectly for our good. Thank you, God. I know it's done. Amen. And, And then dial the phone. Again, 30 second practice that really works. You know, the angels are just standing by, you know, waiting, 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 and they're so good at helping with these kinds of things. And it's also just checking in. Am I really willing to receive the maximum load of support? And that's another thing. We can just call the angels. I'm calling a million angels to help me and my loved ones today. I'm calling for the maximum load of support. I'm willing to be the best receiver I've ever been in my whole life today and receiving the support of the universe. It's such a beautiful, and we can do this even if we're not stressed out. We have to be stressed out to be able to do these practices. It's such an affirmation of unity. It really helps shift our mind. Yeah, thank you. Yeah,
1: I was calling the angels before. Um, Four of the phone calls that I was calling out, um, but I can do that just as easily when the phone rings. Yeah, and I did receive some pretty assistance. Um, the, the accident that Rudy had was in the parking ramp, and he's got this huge truck. And the guy from AAA that came to tow the truck out of the parking ramp couldn't do it because the wheels were locked. <laughs> and um, I was like, I have no idea what to do. So I called the insurance company and she suggested that we call this um, tire center that's right down the street from the parking garage. And the guy came out and looked at the truck and towed it out, was able to tow it with a very small truck that probably shouldn't normally be handling another vehicle of that size, the parking garage. And then, um, towed it to his um, shop and then he made arrangements for a tow truck to take it up to the dealership. And he called the dealership and let them know it was coming. And I was like, I was so grateful to that guy. I I almost cried on the phone with him, but I called him back like three times to thank him again. I'm like, you just, you went over and above beyond the call of duty. And um, I'm just, I'm so grateful because there's not a lot of people like that in the world anymore
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah thank you mm-hmm. yeah
0: Breathing in and out the violet flame is also extremely helpful. Breathing it in and out of the heart.
1: I've been using the violet flame a lot and um, I've been calling on uh, Archangel Michael. (laughs) Yeah. Business.
0: Yeah. These times like this, they help us to be better receivers to anchor more in our spiritual practice, and to to teach us how to disconnect from making it real.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 very intensely challenging.
1: Mm-hmm. I forgot that part. Making <laughs> it real.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's such a journey to go to not be that person. Uh I we'll talk about this in sessions with Course Miracle students uh, all the time. You know, I'll have a counseling session with a Course Miracle student that's gone through something very difficult and they're saying, you know, I'm in, in the midst of this thing and how do I it feels so real. Mm-hmm. I'm having such a visceral experience of it. You know, I'm mentally upset, I'm emotionally upset, I'm physically upset, I'm feeling traumatized, I'm angry, I'm afraid, I'm worried, I'm uh, uh, upset on so many levels. I, I feel like how do I go well, there's nothing to be upset by. This isn't even real. They they say, I just, I just, I can't do that. And I say, well, that's good you can't do that because that would be really to deny what's coming up, which is the opportunity to heal your mind. And we can ask ourselves questions too. Would I feel... The same if I absolutely knew that everything was working together for my good. Everything, everything, everything was working together for the good of my mother, my husband, the insurance company people, the doctors, everybody, everybody. Would I feel this feeling if I knew that? And then, Holy Spirit, I'm willing to know it now. I'm willing to know, because I, I think it's much harder to go. You know, uh, I think of my friend Gary Renard, and uh, he and Cindy, and they go through some pretty intense things. And you know, Gary's like, you know, it's just not real. It's not real. But that feels like a shutdown to me. It just doesn't work for me. So instead, I'm willing to see it correctly. Mm-hmm. You know. And I'm calling upon the Holy Spirit to do that. So I'm very impressed that you've done what you've done. You know, the forgiveness letters, the counseling session, Archangel Michael, you've done so much already. So one thing you can do too is sometimes, and I know you've heard me say this before, sometimes it really helps to expel the energy with, um, Uh, And I was talking about this in the Sacred Circle yesterday with, you know, affirmations. Everything is working together for my good. I am so grateful to absolutely know that my life is blessed, you know. It helps to just discharge the fear, the worry. I mean... You've got your two pillars: your mother and your husband both challenged simultaneously and you've taken on a a real a workload you're in a learning curve, you're in a new job, they say it's the most stressful time of the year, and with me, you'd like to you know impress me uh, i'm sure and all of that and do a good job because of our relationships so we can talk later about how to reconfigure things to lighten your load right now. Um, Cause I found this new cloning system that I'm uh, working <laughs> on. Cloning myself. That's what we raised that 50 grand for. You got <laughs> to clone me. No. <laughs> and, um, but there's always a way, you know, there's uh, the main thing is that family first. I always say that to everyone on the team when they say oh i you know had to do like family first it really i got no problem with that because we're we are not uh, we're not saving people from burning buildings we're we're supporting people we're loving them but we're not it's not that time sensitive so we'll get there yeah. and everything is perfect yeah can anybody relate to this anybody like to share anything Lana's been nodding her head a lot. There you go.
3: Yeah, I was there. I I felt like I was there in June. (laughs) Yeah, you were. The good thing, Linda, that I I don't, you're not isolating, you know, which I did for a period of time. I kind of isolated and was sublimating greatly. Um, So I think, I think you're doing all the right things. Yeah, this too shall pass.
0: Yeah. 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 And it's so stress, it's just so intensely stressful when your loved ones are going through intense challenges and you can't take it off of them. That is just the hardest thing, you know?
1: At least I've already done the work to, to release the thought or belief that it's my fault.
0: Uh, Yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm so grateful for that. I know it's not my fault
0: anymore. But yeah. That's great. Good for you.
3: And I would say that you, you can be the most help to Rudy and your mom by bringing the peace to them. Knowing that this is their scripts and everything they're going through right now is part of their learning and um, yeah, be that peace for them. Yeah.
0: Thank you for sharing all that Linda and letting us into your heart and we we'll keep you all in you and Rudy and your mom in our prayers,
4: Robin. I just want to say, Linda, you are so well loved. we just love you so much. I could say that for everyone, and um what you are have given just to me, your love and your light and being there has made such a difference and i just want to thank you for all that you are giving to so many and um, i think i mean i feel overwhelmed and i'm not taking i've taken care of all my people and now they're gone and i'm so grateful that i was able to um be there, and um, I can relate to how exhausting and time-consuming and just, just all of it. My practice is really desiring to... I'm just desiring to learn to focus um on um giving thanks and gratitude to god or to that power and right now i mean i don't even say i'm thankful and grateful for the sky or the water i'm just like i am so grateful and thankful for your love i'm just so grateful and thankful for Holy Spirit, I'm just, and I I mean it. Just uh, has been helpful, so I'm just sharing that. That I just go right to. I'm thankful and grateful for the blessing of Holy Spirit and uh, and and having the experiences of of knowing. You know, and I'm, you know, I'm always feeling I'm a total mess. And so it, I guess in that messiness, I'm really just talking to God, you know, more and more and more and more and more. And, and um, so that that's all I say saying, just how lovely you are and how loving you are and how you are so clear and come um in giving the thoughts that might need to be heard by others. So thank you.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Robin. Mm
5: Hmm.
0: Well, it feels like a healing for all of us, Linda. Yeah. It is a time of great intensity. I am. Um, one of my spiritual friends sent me one of these memes, you know, and. I don't remember what it was a picture of, you know, a unicorn a rainbow, uh, whatever it was. And the text said something like, you know, this is a time of great intensity and it's not going to get any less. So get your shit together. <clears throat> That's what I said. And, um, uh, it's not that you're not getting it. This this is what it looks like when we are doing exactly that. We're getting our stuff together, getting our, our mind together and our heart together. And uh, what I know for you, Linda, is, you know what I remember, Linda, is I remember when you were in year one, you know, and your mom was in the hospital and the things and how you were feeling and how you we're sharing then can you share any contrast between then and now i mean now it's even more intense for you you know but um i'm just curious in terms of how you're feeling about yourself and your life
1: Well, I, I still feel that there is more more good than bad.. Um, and it's challenging because I when I was... When my mom was in the hospital, having her surgery, um, I think Rudy had been on dialysis for a couple of years by then, and but my dad was still around for support. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, oh my gosh, we used to email each other and talk to each other every day. <laughs> so I, I still continue to have conversations with him.
0: Good.
1: Even though he's not here in the physical. Um, and I, I get signs from him all the time. All the time. I'm grateful for that.
0: Mm.
1: So I, I would have to say that even though there are so many challenges, I would not trade it to go back to that space. Mm. I've I've learned so much, and I've opened myself up to so many people, and, like, authentically opened myself to so many people, where before I would you know, keep them a little bit of a distance and maybe not not say something because I thought they might judge me as crude or (laughs) stupid or, you know, whatever judgment was coming to my mind at the time. But um, like I, I shared in my in our spiritual counseling text group a, a few days ago, I said, I feel like life is bitch slapping me right now. <laughs> you know, So I'm so grateful that I can say stuff like that to them. And they are like, they get it. They totally get it. And they don't think any less of me because I use foul language. And <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm so grateful. So I would definitely not go back to where I was three or four years ago.
0: Yeah. Mhm.
1: Just remembering that feels like it has calmed. Yeah. Physically calmed me. Good thank you
0: yeah and and it's so essential for all of us to give up the idea of being fake that we're a fake spiritual student because we get pissed off or we feel frightened or worried or because we told someone to go to hell or because we were rude to the person at the insurance company or we started complaining or any of those things. It doesn't mean we're fake at all. We are having a human experience. And that is one thing I used to, I used to feel that fakeness. Of course it could, I could only feel the fakeness if I was judging myself that I should be, and i I should feel differently than I do. I should behave differently than I am. And, um, I can honestly say, you know, there are times when I think, well, that wasn't so loving. Or, you know, I'll I'll think, whoa, I I wasn't really conscious right there. Um, But I don't judge myself for it. I just notice it, I make a note of it. I intend to, be more conscious, to be more loving, uh, but not in a self-chastising way. That's one of the bottom lines that I really drew in my mind, that that's a line I won't cross. You know, it's like, probably, I think everybody in this group, no matter how upset they got, they probably wouldn't kill somebody, right? Like, that's a line, you're not going to cross that line. Um, both kinds of things. Um, and so I just really drew that line, like I am not going to beat myself up. And so, uh, when those energies to beat myself up or to criticize myself or judge myself came in, I just, my spirit would just uh, help me to identify it so that I could turn that energy and go. No, I'm not going in that direction. I'm going to be kind to myself. I'm going to have compassion with myself. And I'm going to say, okay, taking a breath here. I'm not happy about what I just did or said or what happened, but I'm not going into self-criticism. Not going to do that because that just makes it more inflamed. That's the ego's, gotcha. So I learned that just that instant forgiveness through the practice of non-judgment. You know, it it, it definitely took me a while, but I really notice now I very rarely have any kind of a self-chastisement. And it it is my personality of, uh, the eight personality is less inclined to, um, it's more inclined, you know, you think of, like, Donald Trump never does anything wrong, for anything, ever. You know, I'm sure he's allergic to a heart attack or something, if he had to apologize. So he just, uh, you know, and that's an eight kind of a thing. But, um, yeah, I learned to apologize. I learned the liberation of taking responsibility and apologizing. Wow, I wish somebody had really made that clear to me when I was a kid. It saved a lot of suffering. Hmm. The other thing I'll just mention for all of us when we are in... A challenging situation like that, who else can we ask for help? You know, because I think that's one of the things that, particularly spiritual students, like, we're the helpers. We don't ask for help, we're the helpers. So just to, you know, have the angels tell you, who else can I ask for help? Who else can I ask for help? and have them, you know, go, oh, this one, that one. Yeah. Yeah, like maybe, like, could someone even help you with the insurance or the doctor's appointments? No, maybe someone else could.
1: Yeah, I'm willing to be open. There,
0: there. are people who are experts, <laughs> right? Yeah.
1: Open to receive.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. It's twelve forty-four. Oh, now it's twelve forty-five. Angels are among us. Anyone else have anything that they'd like to bring up? Were you, Carla?
2: I'm <laughs> um, thing. Um, because what I noticed is I'm telling myself. My challenges are not comparable, you know, because I'm just having to deal with me, you know.
0: Oh, but you're a handful, Carla, so. Yes. I'm a handful, too, so I I know. Like, um,
2: I don't know why tears are coming up, but, I mean, it, this stuff is coming up for healing, and I realize that, I think I spoke a little bit yesterday, that when I had the activation session, right, and I really wasn't clear on what it was, and it's becoming more clear right now, it's, right now, it's, it's actually happening right now, it's activating, that um i'm really interested in developing my trust and strength right? my faith and these challenges are that's so interesting i'm praying 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 for that and these challenges are exactly that exactly that what i was praying and praying and praying for it's kind of amazing. I didn't really realize it until it just come out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. And it is interesting, I am getting support. And I don't think I'm I'm saying I'm saying the lip service that yes I'm getting support, but I'm not really feeling because that's Feels like what I'm learning to right now is being willing to accept, to accept what is, to accept my path, to accept my reaction to it, to accept the help that is there, that is coming. Oops, you moved. <laughs>
0: What's coming up, that you're having trouble accepting?
2: <sighs> um, <clears throat> well, I'm not sure clear, but um, it's I'm noticing it's <clears throat> it's much easier for me to hold my trust and faith when appearances are appearing fine, you know. And it's like, and I guess what I'm, what's coming to me right now is letting go of the good and bad, you know. That I think something good, my roommate says it all, it's like, interesting, she's really a reflection to me, she says it all the time, that's good, that's good, even when it's, <laughs> it's interesting, and I'm like, I guess what I'm realizing now is, to let go of that, good and bad thinking, I guess, the, I know it also has to do with appearances that I've been attached to, appearances confirming my belief and using things as they happen to prove me right. (laughs) Wow. I'm glad this is recorded, <laughs> because I wasn't fully realizing that until I spoke it. I knew it, kind of, and I'm fully, more fully known. Yeah. it's it's very challenging when you're you come to a place that you've never experienced really fully before. you know you think it's something new and bad, and it's not either it's just what I tell people that sometimes when, that I show my spirit, and I'm forgetting now, I'm remembering, I'm speaking about it, wow, that um, that sometimes when we pop up into a new level of awareness, you're in the muck and the mire of the new level, <laughs> until, until you rise up further, and I think I'm in the muck and the mire. <laughs>
0: Well, you bring up an important point here, Carla, because that's the thing is when the, the way it works for us is that we have a blocks in our awareness to, that are our, our false beliefs are misperceptions, right? So, um, uh, and I'll give you an example uh when i was in my later 20s 27 28 years old i um it was the time when i really um i was um miserable suicidal and i started to go to, to this therapist he was a spiritual therapist and um and how God works um, is funny because I went to this intuitive and she said, and I, I was looking to lose weight and it's really laughable because I weigh 60 pounds more than I did then, but I was looking to lose weight, you know? And um, so she said, you know, I'm going to recommend this hypnotherapist to you. Well, the hypnotherapist was also kind of a self i mean she had a number of different degrees and she was very very smart she was a member of mensa and she was uh, a really deeply spiritual person and she uh she she realized that that's not what I really was there for was hypnotherapy to lose weight. We never even did that. We just started counseling. And so one of her first questions to me was, um, you know, how is your relationship with your parents? And, and she told me a couple of years later that when she asked me that question that I answered, great, I have a great relationship with my parents. And she said, I just knew then like, oh, this is gonna be hard. Cause she's so totally in denial. <laughs> Which I was, I was totally in denial. I mean, I really was in deep, deep denial about how I felt. And so I had to um, be willing to actually feel how I felt. And the beginning of learning to feel how I felt was traumatizing for me. It was really intense for me because I had stuffed everything down for a very long time, since I was a child. And so pretty much the only things that I allowed myself to feel really pretty, were like anger and hurt. That was it. Fear, couldn't handle fear just go right to anger. Pretty much it was just mostly anger that I allowed myself to feel. Because as long as I was expressing anger, I didn't feel powerless. Because I saw I could get people to run away or to snap in line with my anger. So I didn't feel hopeless and powerless when I was angry. So that was the only thing that worked for me. And then as I, so it became a big project for me to start to learn to identify the possibility of any other feeling besides anger. I was so shut down. And, um, and I remember when I first started to feel some joy, it was unbelievable. It was like giddy. I was just, it was like I was on some kind of drug was a euphoria compared to what I've been used to for so long and so um yeah moving into that new level of willingness to be aware um it's like getting you know how I use this analogy of the you stuffed everything into the garage for a really long time see that's how I started to feel at that time like I had stuffed everything into a closet that now, you know, all the thought forms, all the beliefs, all the, you know, Jennifer's two-year-old, three-year-old, four-year-old, five-year-old, six-year-old, all my inner children were uh, not willing to be in the closet anymore, and they were upset, you know like uh, some kind of uh, horror movie, you know, these creatures are rising from the dead and want to be heard. It was really intense to have more clarity. It was really overwhelming. And I could only go to therapy once every three weeks because it took me so long to process what I got out of one session. So there is that thing of when you're... Oh, Lana? I can't unmute you now. What's wrong? Oh, I thought you were talking. Oh. No. Okay. No. <laughs> I thought you were saying something. Um, Yeah, so when we rise up to that next layer there, that level of awareness, we can see what we didn't see before. It was there, but we didn't see it. so it's like I talk about there's so much light pouring into this dimension now that we can see what we couldn't see before. And for some people, they're looking to like, oh, how do we dim the lights? How do we dim the lights? Can't, you know, I can't handle it. And then other people are like, Oh, okay. Yeah. And now I can see that. Okay. That's helpful to me. You know, like, Ooh, gotta take a breath? Oh my gosh. It's helpful. It's helpful. I'm reminding myself. It's helpful. It's helpful. Uh, so that, that to me is so normal, Carla.
2: And I will say back in, um, <clears throat> I don't know, <clears throat> May or so, I was out cutting berries and I got this whatever download or whatever it said. It was a question saying, are you willing to stay here and just be playing your garden and cut stuff and have fun and be comfortable? Or are you willing to move into the next level of awareness, of whatever the next step, whatever? And I'm like, Ooh. okay, <laughs> I'll do it, but I need some help. <laughs> and it's it's happened. It's now, you know, six months later. It's just it's it's now. It's it's been coming probably. But it's been nice and it's been slow enough that hasn't really. And now it's got to that point where I'm noticing.
0: Your roommate came to help you.
2: you, asked her to help you. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she's totally amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The wow. willingness.
0: Yeah. So, you feel okay. So, along these lines, what uh, what I'd like to talk about uh, this week. Is uh, one thing I'd like to just go back to ascension ceremony. I've gotten uh, I keep checking in and I do not get for us to do an ascension ceremony on uh, the Video here, Uh, but if anybody would like to at any point, talk more about doing their own home ascension ceremony for one or inviting a friend uh, can always bring that up as a topic. Uh to me the there's so much clarity in that booklet, if you get that booklet of what to do and how to do it. And like I say, I I, I I do it every day. Uh I do it as my nighttime practice before I go to bed. And then I go to sleep uh and I um go to one of the temples and uh so that I'm sleeping in the the temples for my healing during my sleep time. And anybody have any thoughts or questions about that? Because I don't really have more to say unless somebody has a question or... And, And Rich, uh, you know, I'm going to be with you and Karen in a couple weeks, so if you'd like to do Ascension Ceremony together, we can.
2: I have something about right that. Just, I'm just going to put it out to the group. that If anybody's interested in Skyping and doing one with me, I'm open to that. So.
0: Is it your guidance to do it on Skype?
2: Um, I felt prompted to say that, but uh, I think it would help me. I sometimes put it off and it'd be nice, you know, it's just nice to have that support. We can support each other. So if anybody's interested, that's all.
0: Uh, Yeah, I would really feel into that and really feel if that's your, your guidance. Because it was my guidance not to.
2: Oh, Did you escape?
0: Well, to do it this way on the computer. That's why I was saying... I've said it a couple of times in class that it's not my guidance for us to do a ceremony together on the the computer.
2: Okay. Maybe I didn't Uh, make
0: that clear. I mean, if it's your guidance, it is. But it's just my guidance not to, to lead us in doing that together on the computer.
2: Maybe it's another opportunity for me to let go of <laughs> who knows.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe you could take a, a day trip up and visit Rand and do it together in person.
2: Yeah. I like I talked to you in the one on one about that, but maybe not now.
0: So, uh, anybody else have anything they'd like to say about the Ascension Ceremony? All right. Uh, Just a, a moment here. Sometimes I have to write things down. I've got so much in my mind right now. Uh, So I I was talking with the folks in year three yesterday in our class and letting them know what I was feeling for Ascension Pathway uh, next year. And uh, did you all get the email I sent the other day about next year? Because if you didn't, uh, can we can resend it to you. Uh, and I was talking about it in there some, but I think it really is worth sharing more about. And it's what I've been saying for a little while now is uh, to do projects. So what I was talking about uh, regarding next year is that when I was in the practitioner training at Agape in the '90s, um, the the practitioner training was two years of pre-practitioner training, uh, and then that, that class two years of classes that were preparatory for the practitioner training, and then it was uh, two years of practitioner training, and um, we we had. Um, Uh, a long list of um, service requirements, internships, and things for us to do, and um, uh, once I graduated as a practitioner, I began to lobby the leadership of the education ministry and the practitioner corps and Uh, to add a third year of training to the practitioner training where in that third year we would be required in order to complete our um, licensing that we had to have miraculous demonstrations. We'd we'd have a required number of miraculous demonstrations and there would be a Criteria set for the what you know what constituted a miraculous demonstration. So it's a miraculous demonstration of our prayer work, really. So uh, uh, a a practitioner, a science of mind practitioner, is taught much like you're taught to um, see the wholeness and the perfection of everyone, and taught to pray. Uh, with absolute clarity uh, in in the ways that, um, in a sense, uh, Jesus held in his mind, uh, Phineas Quimby held in his mind. For those of you who did that work that we did in year two in 2016, uh, with Joel Goldsmith and Phineas Quimby and um, Christian Larson and... Um, to demonstrate the power of your word, to bring things into manifestation. So, you know, the way that Jesus really worked in his mind and Phineas Quimby too and Joel Goldsmith and any Christian science practitioner or science of mind practitioner, the way that they're working is they're so clearly holding the truth in their mind that no other thing can show up unless the person's really determined to hold on to it because we have free will right so that's why in the counseling training what i teach is you go into each counseling session thinking the person will never need another one on this particular issue because there will be a realization of the truth and um A lot depends on the person's intention. Are they really intending to have a healing or are they thinking about maybe having a healing? We all know the difference, right? We know when we're determined to have a healing and we know when we're just bothered by what's happening. There's a difference. So uh, it's being the two or more who are gathered in that willingness to have that, that truth revealed that makes that, the difference there. So so I advocated at Agape that we have a third year of practitioner training where people were required to have, let's say, five miraculous demonstrations, miraculous healings that were documented. And it could be any number of things. It could be any number of things. So uh, many of you have experienced miraculous shifts and changes and healing in your mind, in your heart, in your relationships, in your physical body. Uh, And, um, and those would all qualify for, as far as I'm concerned, they are a miraculous demonstration. And remember that the miracle is when we give up the ego's way of thinking and, uh, align with the Holy Spirit's way of thinking. And when we do that, then form circumstances, situations, relationships, physical body, emotional body, mental body, etheric body have shifts that are tangible. Right? When we change our mind and we we disconnect from believing the ego thought system and we reconnect and it's in a sense i always think it's not really reconnecting with the holy spirit it's just removing the block to that awareness of truth in our mind so the truth sets us free it's the truth is our freedom we are already free but when we don't believe the truth it feels like we're not free. We are free. We don't believe it because we don't believe the truth. So we, what we, one of the things we talked about in class yesterday is that I, I brought this up so many times to the leadership at Agape. You know, Why don't we do this? Why don't we do this? You know, and my thinking was any practitioner that experiences a true miraculous shift, they will know beyond a shadow of a doubt that they didn't do it. They didn't make it happen. So for instance, um, Anna Marie, I I remember you you had some, uh, forget the exact timing, maybe 2015, maybe early 2016, Uh, I think it was 2015 when you had the the thing with your eyes, right? Do you remember that? Look, I'll unmute you here.
5: Okay. All right. Uh, Yes, I did. Mm -hmm.
0: So just, just a summary. Would you give us the summary of the before, the during and the after?
5: Well, you know, I have to tell you it is in different stages. Uh, Somehow I had a great improvement, but this stopped. And somehow I was convinced by my daughter that I definitely need treatment for my macular degeneration in the right eye. And I just have to tell you that I am taking those injections every seven weeks. I have to take injections, but nevertheless, I have tremendous improvement, and I am, in my mind, I'm thinking even those things that are done physically, they work together with our mind, with the depths of our mind, And I am convinced that I can see, that I cannot, that I do not lose my vision. I am convinced that I'm free for that. Mm -hmm. And um, I do believe that's why I have, that's why it works very well, these uh, injections. In fact, I am thinking of discontinuing these injections. And of course, it's always a, a challenge with the doctors whether it works. I mean, we have to work together that he somehow has to agree that I discontinue. But That's what I think I will do in the next year. I will most likely discontinue because I feel I don't need to get these injections, which are in a way, they are some poison. And If my vision stays well, and that's a good thing. And uh, anyway, I think it is truly sometimes this uh, physical help or whatever you want to call it, can work together with your deep desire of the heart that you have great improvements.
0: Yes. Yes. I remember it was extremely concerning to you.
5: It was because I, I really could not see well as soon as it got dark, as soon as, uh, you know, especially in the winter time, it gets dark much earlier. And I just could not read. I couldn't see. But now I'm. I tell you, I can read very well. I'm. I feel so fortunate. This has all somehow evolved.
0: Well, I remember the prayer work that you did back then. Yes. You were working with the I Am presence very clearly and, and uh, devotedly. Right. mhm Yes, and I remember also very well the experience of your husband and the root canals
5: Oh yes, that's really that was ah oh, yeah, <laughs> very truly. I think now I'm in another in another um uh, place in the sense that. My husband is relatively happy and so on. And I do appreciate it. But this is a very lengthy lengthy thing for me. And I need enormous patience to just keep reminding myself that all is for my good, that all is well, and that it is perfect. And I, I'm i holding that in me. And I think that's the reason why my husband is still, he's in a good place, you know, despite um, the inconveniences he has and so on. And I, but on my side, I, apparently I need more healing. I need more accepting, deeper acceptance of the situation that he has and i pray for that every day i pray for him in the sense that we can all that we can, because we we are all one we share things with everyone i can help pray for him, I can pray for my children, I can pray for the world, that is partially so unhappy, and I feel that's very important, this prayer work, and this including not only myself, but including everyone else. Yes. yes. Yeah, chairs yeah. are so instrumental. And somehow, I don't know if you remember, um, maybe the first half of the year. I mean, maybe around May or so. I kept saying, I don't know why I feel sad. Uh, I feel somehow sad and I don't understand it because as soon as I have a beautiful day coming up, I see the blue sky and the sun. I always felt happy for years. I mean, this has always affected me when, uh, when I have a beautiful day. And I just felt I wasn't happy, but I have to say, this has disappeared again now, and I don't know how or why. I feel uh, much deeper, more happiness, actually, that everything is fine.
0: Yeah, this is what comes from the willingness to let go of the judgments. You know, you've, your husband has presented you with an all-day, every-day opportunity to practice. And, and your daughter as well. Because of the challenges that you had there. And you, you have practiced
1: all
0: day, every day. So you're experiencing that peace of God. You feel like that's true, Anna Marie?
5: Yes, yes, it is definitely true, you know. And of course, somehow, these things are so subtle, when, when it becomes reality that, at least in my case, that I don't know when it happened, <laughs> but yeah. I, I know the difference.
0: Yeah, that's it. One of the things we were talking about yesterday in class was uh, Sheila, uh, that uh, you may recall, if you've, any of you have listened to those classes, Sheila Wilson, uh, she... Uh, she's in year three now and she had, um, for like she said, three and a half years, she had chronic neck pain and, uh, was very intense and she's a nurse. And so for that three and a half years, she was taking, uh, Advil, uh, like four Advil four times a day or something like that. And um, she said she never went anywhere without Advil or Excedrin. And she, she always had a bottle in her purse. She was taking it all the time. And she said that she would go to Costco and buy the biggest sized bottles. Everybody always knew if they needed you know, pain meds, she would have them. And um, she said it was just part of her life, constantly managing that chronic pain. And then when we were, she came to the um, forgiveness retreat in October of last year, 2016. And um, she was helping me to set up the room. And I I think I asked her for a pen. She reached in her purse and she pulled out this Excedrin bottle and she was looking at it and she was very quiet. And I was waiting for the pen. So I just kind of said to her, okay what's going on as i recall and she said jennifer i'm just realizing i haven't taken any pain medication in over a month i'm trying to remember the last time i took any of these etc and i i didn't know she had chronic pain so i was like and so she told me the story and i knew immediately that her experience with the flood losing her home, losing her business, her, you know, fearing for the life of her children, uh, every member of her family losing their, you know, business, their home and her whole community and all that devastation uh, that there was no escaping it. You know, She went and lived with her boyfriend. There was no escaping what she had to deal with you know, with the insurance company and uh and with her landlord and with uh her ex-husband because they still own the house and and the house itself and all her belongings you know and dragging all her possessions out to the curb you know one day they were nice things and the next day they were trash and uh, all of that and she just you know and standing in line at government agencies and all her neighbors everybody around her complaining and frightened and worried and devastated and she went through that for like two months prior to the retreat i think it happened in august the hurricane happened you mean the flooding trying to remember now. Um and I just said to her, I said said, you know, you have had to practice non-judgment and forgiveness at such an extreme level all day, every day, day, day after day, day after day, day after day, day after day. You have been so committed to it. He was. He was super committed to it, and, um, and it wasn't easy for her at all. He was super committed, and and I know that the intensity of that. What what the net effect was that it was. As all forgive, to me, forgiveness is an anti inflammatory to the emotional body and the mental body. Right? Release judgments are inflammatory to the emotional body and the physical body, as well as the mental body. Right? You've all heard me say it so many times that you know, first the mind becomes inflamed, and if we don't recognize the divine alarm clock, when the mind is inflamed, Travels into our emotional body. If we don't recognize it, when the emotional body is inflamed, it travels into our physical body. So at some point, we'll become aware that we have the opportunity to change our mind and to release the judgment, to make a new choice. And um, so she was doing that so assiduously, devotedly, uh, that she really healed chronic pain, the cause of it, whatever it was. We don't know precisely what thought, what belief, whatever it was that caused it, except we can say, separation, belief in separation is the cause of all inflammation, whatever, however it's displayed. And to me, it's worth noting that um, from a medical perspective, that um, one of you may know this better uh, than me from a medical perspective, Uh, from a medical perspective, the cause of aging and illness is primarily what in the
3: body? Inflammation.
0: Inflammation, inflammation. You may have heard me say that a couple years ago, somebody wrote on Facebook, does anybody know a really good anti-inflammatory? Kind of without thinking, I just wrote, forgiveness is the one that works best, or like that. But everybody else was saying like, oh, ibuprofen or whatever they were saying. But to me, those are not anywhere near as effective as for giving them. And you can use both simultaneously. So, what I feel called for us to do in 2018 at all levels of masterful living is to set our sights on miraculous healing uh, in whatever area of our life suits us and be different for each one. So like a divine experiment, but what I'm feeling is to really, and some of you have, have done this that I really you've talked about it, worked on a divine experiment made it creative, and you really practiced it, uh, and you've seen the results you've really shifted something does anybody have an example of someone who who did that you really did a divine experiment you said i don't like this in my life i want to change it i want to shift it uh or i'd like to change it i'd like to shift it and i'm willing to uh, do this prayer work and and that you you had a miraculous Experience maybe somebody who hasn't already shared a whole lot. I don't know why I keep getting Lana. Have you got one you can share?
3: Uh, yes. Uh, the it was in year one. It was with my son.
0: Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah, because he was um, failing college, and and he wasn't wanting to go to college. And we kept making him go to college, and it was like telling him, you can do it. And every time he would say, okay, and my husband would go talk to the dean because they wanted to kick him out of the program because he kept failing. And we kept pushing him and pushing him. Finally, you know, they said that's enough. And meanwhile, we've wasted so much money. He had lost his out of state tuition waiver. So the tuition was terribly high. And we just couldn't accept that, you know, that, you know, we just couldn't accept that he wasn't going to graduate with a degree. And so that was devastating. I can remember, uh, you know, asking for prayers and had a counseling session and did a divine experiment and it was uh, you know all of it that was able to change the way we were looking at it and realize that we had been doing him a great injustice this was for us it didn't have anything to do with him and the best way we could help him is by seeing him in his genius and uh, you know my husband he had a hard time with it but I just kept doing what you told me to do Jennifer, which is see him working in his genius, knowing that this was for his highest good, that he was being led and guided and he was following that guidance. And that's what I did. And, uh, you know, he got a job and has, um, you know, is doing much better. You know, I know that all those years of us pushing him to go to college and feeling like a failure, he's still working through that, you know, but I know it's gonna all it's all working out and um, it was changing my mind about the situation. That's it. Yeah.
0: That's it. The power of one person who, who is holding the high watch is because that's really all that it requires. It's one person. If you've got two, that's awesome. You've got more. So we we can do it as a group and um, that uh, I'm just feeling to move really into a a level of dedication, devotion, and um, demonstration that we haven't been in before Uh, and to – because – and I just looked at the clock. I didn't realize how late it had gotten. So I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you for that, Lana. Because um, this is what I said to the leadership of the education department and at Agape, and the practitioner leadership was: uh, once you know, once you've experienced true miraculous healing, you know that you didn't do it. You called it forth. You held the space for it. You allowed it to happen, but you didn't do it on your own, but you you brought it forth. And you, because that's ours to do. That's what we're to do. We're to work that way. We're to learn how to multiply the loaves and the fishes and turn the water into wine. And this is what Jesus is leading us towards. This is what the masters and the angels are trying to help us, re, or they're not trying, they're helping us to remember. And uh, I think we can collectively move into a higher level of uh, practicing this. And the, the folks at Agape, they really just kind of nodded their heads at me uh, and they just, they never did anything. So, um, which just shocked and amazed me because it was such a no-brainer to me. Oh, my God. Once you've had these kinds of miraculous demonstrations, then you realize, I am one with the infinite mind of God. I am one with my brother. You know, like Lana had a, a shift in her mind about the power of her thought about her son. And its ability to influence life its the experience of life, including her son's experience of life, and um so much more effective than trying to convince someone or talk with them or argue with them or show them graphs and charts and you know statistics or any of that kind of stuff it's and and that's the way we're meant to walk in this world and um, i what it does though is saying we're going to do this now, what it immediately does to most people is it makes them go, what if I, what if it's discovered that I'm, I'm really, I can't do it. I can't do, I don't have what it takes that like my, my plug into the one mind is broken and cracked and fractured and I can't really find it. I've been trying to plug in and I, I can't get it to plug, you know. And uh, I never told anybody, and I'm going to, oh, I'm going to be called out of hiding. And ah, so they want to run for the hills. But to me, good. I come up so it can be healed because that is the only thing that stands in the way of us in the living demonstration. You know, Lars knows this. Lars knows this very well you know, from his work with his family, with the, the folks at school, the teachers, the staff, the, the students. And so once you know that, it changes you. It really, truly does. So that's what I'm feeling for us for 2018. And it, it does take real courage, takes an adventurous spirit and willingness, um, and um, I'm excited for it. Lars.
6: I just would like to share something that has come into my mind. I was thinking about Linda the whole time, why especially spiritual students who are so dedicated are going through difficult processes. And I myself am going through a difficult process with my family, my youngest son and all these challenges. And I remember last week I did a seminar and there was a great insight I got that we are going through a Phase of collective awakening at the moment. So it's not only about ourselves, our own personality, but about the whole world. I mean, it's uh, it, it sounds really huge. Uh, but, but that's the reason for why, especially spiritual students who are totally dedicated to being loving and to being a loving presence, experience in their life a lot of challenges because they really can manage it. They are able to manage it, and this is. Behind it, and That's I sometimes right. see the same for me that I get difficult and challenging students at school that I uh, have to work with challenging colleagues, and these things are as exactly the reason uh, as that I can manage it, and this is behind it, maybe yes
0: yes, yes indeed
6: and I remember when Lawrence was going through a difficult time. This was exactly, I picked up from him, but I really couldn't understand it fully Some one year ago or so it was. But I mean, the more I'm into it, the more I can really understand the power of this collective awakening, how great it really is.
0: It sure is, it's definitely. And even everything that we see in the world where, like here in the United States, Lars, uh, it's like all hell is breaking loose. It mm. really is. You know, in, uh, culturally, politically, it's amazing. Um, just, um, just before I, the class was starting, I uh, was talking to my sister-in-law for a moment. She was listening to Al Franken's uh, speaking to the Senate. He's just resigned. And he's saying that these allegations are false against him but he's going to go through the process like what the what it's it's a, it's an extraordinary time. It's an extraordinary time. You know, we have the United States president every single day. He announces to the world another lie, another made up thing that's easily provable, easily provable. I mean, Like I could give my nephew an iPad and he could prove it wasn't true. And uh, because there's video of him saying other things, you know, or it's just like, woo, it's super nutty world. Super, super. And so it's our stabilizing our consciousness is the greatest gift that we could ever, ever give. It's what we're born for. It's what we're born for. We get to do what we're born for. And we get to do it with people we love. It's unbelievable. It's so great. You know, because I just, you know, I used to feel very alone in it. You know, just think of me telling the head of the practitioner corps, we have 400 practitioners and, like, let's get all the practitioners on board to do it, you know? Telling the ministers and the practitioners, just think what could happen if we did this. And every single practitioner in this community knew they were miracle-minded. That would change so much. And they're just, I appreciate you bringing that to us. Like, oh, really? That's... <laughs> okay, like I just, I still don't understand why, why would you not? But see, I like a challenge. I like a challenge. I like it. someone who's gonna challenge my mind. And you know, like if, if my feeling goes, oh, that's, then it's like, oh, okay, I got, I got something I can let go of there. Oh, I can have more freedom. Right there, I just felt There's my resistance, my reluctance. I can have more freedom. I didn't always feel that way, but I feel that way now. Through the grace of God, the love of God. And I'd like to give that to everybody. You know, that when they feel threatened, they can go, oh, there's a gift awaiting me right here. Oh, I can feel it right here. You know, or right here. My belly. Oh, fantastic. More freedom is at hand. And I don't have to figure out how to do it. Spirit will give it to me if I ask for it. You know, but I will be presented with choices like uh, whether or not to run someone over with my car or to have patience with them. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, Linda, I'll connect with you later. Len, if you can hang out and a prayer. I feel so honored and blessed to be in your company today, everyone. So we take this breath of love and gratitude, so grateful and so thankful that our life is the life of God. Our heart is the heart of God. Our mind is the mind of God. And we are wide open in our willingness. We are grateful to be in this divine partnership with each other, with the Holy Spirit, with all of life. Everything is for us. Nothing is against us. So grateful and thankful to go forth and multiply the consciousness of oneness. Letting all thoughts of separation fall away, dissolve away. We are grateful and thankful to be a living demonstration of the truth. In gratitude, we share the benefits with all. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Bye for now.